Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good morning. Welcome to Midweek on 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Set against the backdrop of the cervical check scandal that rocked Ireland, a film called The Letters tells the story of three women from different walks of life who've been given weeks to live due to the false results of their cervical cancer check. I meet the director of the film, Robbie Walsh. After the tragic death of Ashling Murphy, LMFM, The Irish Sun and our sister stations are taking a stand, calling out sexist, misogynistic behaviour. Nicola Barden from The Irish Sun is going to join me to discuss this. Plus, are you headed for third level education? Drogheda Institute of Further Education have a range of courses on offer. I'm going to chat to Deputy Principal Shane Williams ahead of their open day. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. You are listening to LMFM Radio. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. And I hope you're keeping well wherever you are in the northeast. Uh, now, we're straight down to business today because, in the light of the tragic death of Ashling Murphy from Tullamore, a case that has shocked and horrified us all here in LMFM and at our sister radio stations and in the Irish Sun we are taking a stand and we're asking everybody men, women, young, old to call out any situation that makes a woman feel uncomfortable disrespected, unequal not to mention scared, threatened and endangered. And today the Irish Sun has included a feature on this call out, call this out campaign is what it's called. You'll have heard some of the promos running here as well. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined now on the line by my colleague, journalist from the Irish Sun, Nicola Barden. How are you doing, Nicola? I'm good. How are you? I am great. And I have to say, I am really encouraged by how quickly the wireless group and the Irish Sun, you know, got this call it out campaign up and running. Because as women, it's it's great to be working in an organisation that's really in our corner. Yeah, I suppose that's the one thing. As women, you know, we do feel sometimes that we can't speak up and we can't kind of say maybe what, when we're feeling uncomfortable because people mean things as jokes or whatever, especially in a work capacity, sometimes you don't feel like you can speak up against some senior members. So for to be part of a company that's actually very quickly turned this into a campaign to drive this forward, this message, it's encouraging for me and I'm sure for yourself, Sinead, that you know, we can go into work and not feel 
you know, that pressure, we can actually say things are making me feel uncomfortable. And we have this campaign that is going not only within the company, but also across the country. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, you know, as so many other people, you know, there was so much anger, sadness uh, felt by people at the news of Ashley Murphy's death. How has the news of her death impacted you personally, Nicola? Well, personally, just as a woman in the first place, uh, I remember reading about it. It came up as a notification on my phone and it was just at that time, just not, didn't know any of the circumstances. And I just, I walk every single day, ever since the pandemic, because I work from home, I get up in the morning, I go for a walk before I start work, I go at lunchtime and I go when I, when I clock off in the evening. And I've, you know, I've, when it's bright out, I don't think about it. I always think about it when it's dark. Mm. Is this worth going somewhere? I'll, I'll avoid certain places even when it is bright, but usually eight o'clock in the morning, I'm not thinking at now at two o'clock on my lunch or whatever. And it just suddenly threw everything up in the air and I just was really, Really nervous. I have three sisters. I was really nervous about them. You know, they live in different parts of the country. If they were even walking to the shop, I was just starting to get a bit panicky. And my friends and everybody, we were like, you know, normally if I felt nervous, I might ring someone. And then I was kind of thinking, is this distracting me from not being aware of my circumstances? It just really, I don't know why, but this in particular just really affected, uh, you know, me as a woman. As much as the uh, other horrific murders have in the past, it was just this one really hit home this time. And then, of course, as a journalist, you're hearing the news every single day. You know yourself, she made yeah. the news was on on the hour and the hour, and you're hearing details emerging. I was working the late shift, you know, one of the nights when the, the original suspect had been released, who was completely innocent. And it was just like, well, hold on a second. We thought they had them and now they don't. And is this person still out there? And that was just very, very scary. Um, so coming at you kind of from, from all angles there, professionally yeah. and, and also and also personally. And, you know, you mentioned obviously your job with the Irish Sun and, you know, you guys are, are, are reporting on crime all of the time, particularly crime against women. And I know your colleague Stephen Breen has an excellent feature in uh, today's paper about this. Maybe you want to tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things we were discussing um, after Ashling's mur- murder was that how many women have passed away and obviously Women's Aid have released figures and it's up around 244 and that's just since 1996 and that's not including the likes of Jojo Dullard and stuff like that so um, we with the campaign we've called this out myself and Stephen have been basically on the phone to each other quite a lot we wanted we wanted to push for this message that it's not just Ashling. there are so many other women who have lost their lives to violence and it's just so scary. There's, it's a really high percentage. I think it's around eighty-seven percent um, are by were murdered by people that they knew. Mm. And um, then, of course, there are the you know random attacks as well. But uh, yeah, Stephen was speaking to uh, the family member of um, one of the victims who've been. You can read it in the Irish Sun today. One of the victims uh, who died a few years ago. And between myself and himself, we've started to talk to a lot of families who have lost loved ones, they are very, this is very triggering for them, Ashland's murder, because they've gone through this as well. But also they don't want to take away the, I suppose the spotlight from Ashland, they want justice for her, but some of them have never had justice for their own families. And if they have had, I suppose what you'd say, justice in adverted commas, is is 10 years enough? Is 12 Mm. years enough? You know, that kind of way. So we want to highlight that it's not just Ashling. It is a lot of other women out there who have maybe, whether it's lost their lives, whether they've nearly lost their lives, whether they've been attacked, they've been followed, etc. And I suppose the whole Call This Out campaign is highlighting those women who unfortunately have lost. 244 is a staggering number. Massive number, number. massive. Like if you think about that, between 1996 and now, that's, you know, that's just extraordinary. There are Mm. 244 families out there who 
have lost someone who who's never coming back to them and, and in the worst circumstances ever. And, you know, people will say, there's a lot of people saying, oh, this is an overreaction to Ashling. you know, what happened to her is, is random. And it, it was random what happened to her. But we don't want to be talking about this in a year again no. when something else has happened. And, and talking only does so much. Um, obviously, the bigger changes have to come from above us. But they also have to start from the ground up. And that is what to call this out. Is all about. And, and you know what I love about this as well? That the, the fact that they responded so quickly to this and it's, I'm hoping, going to shut down this other narrative that I'm only going to give a second of airtime to, this not all men narrative, which is just not helpful. We want to get the hashtag call it out uh, trending because this is what it's all about. It's about, you know, in your own life, calling out, you know, various misogynistic, sexist behaviour and being able to kind of say to yourself, I'm brave enough to call this out and put a stop to it because if everyone did this Nicola we'd be on the step in the right direction Completely you've, you've summed it up right there the thing is years ago certain comments might have been funny or might have been considered funny or as a joke or just you just kind of roll your eyes and go whatever in the same way you won't say certain things because they're racist mm. we now have to have that about uh, you know speaking about women about misogyny and, and sexism Things are not like not funny, you know. Things mm. that might, if, if there's a woman in your presence and she's she she is not laughing at that, that means you've probably upset her. But not only that, like I know it's you know lads uh, lads culture that is out there. It can be hard for one guy to say lads, that's not funny. That's actually really like really bad what you're saying. But until one lad says that, yeah. you know, nothing's going to change and. Obviously, we have to talk to our kids and, and I do think, you know, coming from the younger age up, hopefully they will never be, you know, speaking like that because they'll learn from now up. But I've been in company of people and I'm sure you have, Sinead, as well, where you've been, whether it's in, you know, work, whether it's in a bar, whether it's in, you know, something comes up and it's said about a woman and you just kind of go... I'm not even bothered. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. You just you you try and move on. You try and just kind of ignore what's happening and and sidestep it. And and you're totally right. And this is where it comes from. This is what we're looking to change. We're looking to yeah. kind of go. Hang on a minute. We're better than this. Actually, let's not do this. Let's move on from this. Nicola, it's a fantastic campaign. I was reading the articles that the the Sun have have highlighted today, and I think it's really important that you're going back to some of the families who are still picking up the pieces of their lives after they've suffered such a loss. I think what the Sun is doing is absolutely fantastic with, with this campaign. Thank you so so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for you know giving us the airtime and also we'll have more family stories over the next couple of days so there will be more cases highlighted and I just think they deserve you know to get their story out there. They really do. Thank you so much Nicola Barden there, my colleague with the Irish Sun. You can find out all of the details of this call out campaign in the Sun uh, on LMFM as well and on our sister stations and as Nicola said uh, keep up to date with the Sun there. They're going to be featuring a new story uh, in the next couple of days uh, so do keep up to date on that and that's all we're looking for. Calling it out, calling out the behaviour that when you see it in your own life, in your own workplace, amongst your friends, just being getting that courage and going, hang on a minute, this is not right. That's what we're looking for. It's going to be a step f- forward for real change. Just a reminder to people as well, the numbers and details of women's aid. If you need any information or you want to get some support from them, you can contact them 24-7 on one 341 That's one 800 341 
hundred. And um, you know, I mentioned this on last week's show as well. You know that I was invited by my uh, bosses essentially to be part of a panel with um, a representative from Women's Aid and also Stephen Breen from the Irish Sun and myself to talk about these issues. And really, I would appeal to employers that might be listening in to do this with your staff because if everyone was having conversations like this and if everyone was highlighting this call it out campaign that we are trying very much to do, um, you know, we would be on the right track. We would be taking very positive steps towards changing things. So I urge people to, to consider that. We will be keeping you updated on this call it out campaign over the next couple of weeks. This is definitely something that's not going uh, away anytime soon. And, um, you know, we love to hear your input on this. So do get in touch with us. 86 658 Now back to the music. Here's Adele. There's Adele. Easy on me. She's asking fans to go easy on her because they've been left really annoyed. She took to Instagram, I think it was last week, and she was in floods of tears announcing that she'd cancelled her Las Vegas residency, which was set to kick off the world tour. And now, apparently, you see, the rumour mill does be going into overdrive and things like this. But anyway, it's been reported the decision to pull the plug comes after a furious row over a swimming pool stunt, which was intended for the show. So... Adele had confirmed that her shows which were set to take place in Caesars Palace were cancelled. That was just with 24 hours notice on Friday and uh, she explained that it was because of the COVID pandemic and there was different things that were delayed because of it. So it was a big shock for fans. But now it's been claimed that the cancellation of the residency was after a disagreement over set design, principally on an stage pool. She was required to perform over during one of her numbers. So Apparently when she saw the finished design she refused to take part. She said it looked like a baggy old pond and she just didn't want to be standing in the middle of it and they were explaining to her oh it, you're going to be standing on a crane that's going to lift you up and it's going to give you this like really cool illusion that you're floating. But uh yeah, apparently, apparently she wasn't happy about that. Uh, but yeah, she says, I can't give you what I have right now. It's just not ready. The show is not ready. So Ticketmaster were urging people to keep hold of the tickets. Uh, they may have to wait until next year to see her. Apparently there's two slots. It could be maybe the end of February or the start of May uh, or maybe later on the year she could reschedule or it could be next year completely. Some people had spent €8,000 travelling as far away as Australia to see the singer perform. Oh, not good. Not good at all. But anyway, there you go. Adele. Adele. And I think uh, Pierce Morgan is writing about her. Of course he is. Of course he is. He loves to jump on a bandwagon, so he does. He's writing about her and he's been scathing and all that kind of thing. Look, we don't know. It's all rumours. We're not the inner circle. We've no idea. But anyway, there you go. Her her Las Vegas residency is cancelled for the moment. Now, something that's definitely not cancelled and is happening tomorrow. Online, virtually, Diffie, Drada Institute of Further Education, they are holding an open day for prospective students. So if you're doing your leave insert or you know somebody's doing the leave insert or you are considering third level education or further education, you'll want to hear all about what Shane Williams has to say. He's the deputy principal from Drada Institute of Further Education. He's going to be joining me just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. 
Are you thinking of continuing your education after school? Well, there are many pathways into further education and pursuing your chosen career. Drogheda Institute of Further Education is encouraging Leaving Cert students to make informed decisions in relation to your college place. They are hosting a virtual open day tomorrow for students who may be indecisive about what college or third level institute they want to attend and for students currently studying the Leaving Cert next year and those as well going uh, back to education as mature students. Joining me now to tell us more about this is Shane Williams. He's Deputy Principal at Drogheda Institute of Further Education and he's on the line. How are you doing, Shane? Hi, Sinead. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So tell me about uh, Drogheda Institute of Further Education. First of all, I was looking through the list of courses that you have on offer there. My God, there's some choice involved here. Yeah, there are, there are uh, I suppose, a brilliant number of courses, um, Sinead, for um, people within the region. Um, the programmes are, are one-year programmes and are you know, focus on progression into employment and also on to university, as you mentioned as well. So there's loads of programmes, Sinead, around, you know, business, um, computing, um, pre-university arts programmes, law, um, childcare, healthcare related programmes. And then there's obviously the, the pre-apprenticeship related programmes, um, TV and film. Um, you know, there's such a wide range of, you know, in, in the services as and tourism department as well, we have a wide range of hairdressing, beauty, sports, tourism programmes. Then obviously we have our dental nursing, pharmacy courses, so animal care courses, such a wide range, Sinead. I, I, you know, there's, there's over 55 programmes wow. available. Yeah, there is. And like you've, you've mentioned some courses there that definitely piqued my interest, you know, the likes of the film and TV. You're really kind of covering all aspects of, of different careers here, which is fantastic. Uh, you're also catering to mature students. So people who might have maybe gone back and done the leave insert, maybe, or people who want to go into, you know, education who maybe have never gone, uh, you know, to third level. Yeah, I suppose about 30% of our population, Sinead, um, student population will be mature students. And they bring such a, you know, such a, a great um, input into the college. Um, but it, I suppose there's often a difficult uh, decision for students to come back into to education. And the support that those students get is really, really important in the college. Um, but they're the ones, I, I suppose, that are t- tend to be more focused in some cases on maybe looking at a career change to go back into employment or we have a number of those students then that progress further in their studies and go on to university after their, their one-year programme with themselves. Fantastic. So what, why should uh, students consider choosing a PLC course? What are the benefits of taking a course like this? Um, well, I suppose, um, Sinead, for, for a number of reasons, really, you know, there's, there's brilliant links with universities and degrees initially. So, you know, there's a, there's a, a big pressure on students sitting their leaving starts in particular, um, you know, to get the required number of points. And often, I suppose, that puts pressure on students. Um, whereas if they're, you're aware that, you know, there, there is a route through um, their PLC college, through Drogheda Institute for Further Education, um, to go on and study or, or link into these universities, it can take pressure off them uh, yeah. from their leaving cert time. Um, but I suppose beyond that as well is some students are very unsure about where they want to go on to Sinead. And what it does, it gives them an opportunity to trial the area let's make sure it's right for them and then progress on to their college area that they're sure that it's the right area for them. Yeah, because there's um, so many people that end up in the wrong course. I remember myself when I was going to college and there was people in the same course as us that really felt, oh God, I've picked the wrong thing. And like you say, it's not committing to a three and four years of that. You can get a taster for it and kind of realise, okay, is this definitely the, the route I want to go down? And, you know, once people complete the PLC, they receive the certification and, and qualification from yourselves. What happens next? There's the, the, the world's their oyster really, isn't it? It really is, Sinead, yeah. And there's a lot of students, you know, that are primarily focused on maybe they don't want to go go and do a four-year degree initially. So maybe they want to go into employment. And if you take some of our 
our childcare programs, our healthcare, our beauty therapy, hairdressing, pharmacy, animal care, dental nursing, even our gym, gym and personal training program, they're focused on employment. So students can come in and do a one-year um, qualification and go directly into the workplace, go into employment, into a new career area or maybe into a career area for the first stage. That's not to say down the line they might continue studies and maybe progress on to degree, but there's a route directly into employment for them. And that's, that's important for people to be aware of as well. Yeah, because not everybody's academically minded. You know, like you say, they want to just go in there, do the year's course, get into employment and get kickstarted in their, in their career. Uh, now, you're holding a virtual open day tomorrow. So tell me more about what's happening tomorrow online. Yeah, so a virtual open, first virtual open day event for um, 22 is happening tomorrow evening between 6.30 and 8.30. Um, I suppose they can give our students an opportunity to come in and to get a feel for the college. Um, I suppose normally we would have students up to the campus and around the campus and, and people dropping in, mature students, etc. on our open days. And because it's virtual, I suppose we will be giving students a good insight into the courses. Um, they'll get an opportunity to speak to current students and hear from current students. Um, we'll then have a number of, of specific course breakout rooms where students get in, uh, speak to the relevant staff, you know, um, inquire about progression routes into the, into university because the progression routes are phenomenal out of these courses, Sinead. You know, yeah. the students that are progressing into law degrees, into occupational therapy degrees, PE teaching, um, you know, into a wide range of, of finance and accounting degrees like this. There's just really, as you said earlier, the world is their is there oyster to progress onto. And what about, uh, there's somebody messaging in here on 086-1800-658. What about people who might have failed the leave insert? Uh, is there requirements, like do you have to have like a pass in any of the subjects to, to do a course in Diffie or would you accept people who have a failed leaving cert or how does that work, Shane? Yeah, well, I suppose we, we are different to the CEO system that we don't really look at CEO points. Now, obviously, we wouldn't have an encouragement that if students, leaving cert students would have to have a relevant leaving cert um, but we will always meet with the students. We'll look at the right options for them and we'll support them in their transition. Um, you know, it's important that they don't feel that if they've, if they've failed a subject along the way or had a, a, an experience in school, uh, that might be completely different when they come into college. And we'll certainly support those students and speak to them individually and make sure we, we find a programme for them. Fantastic. It sounds like a great uh, day planned for tomorrow. You're very much, as you said there, encouraging people who have any questions to, to get in touch with you. Um, if people are interested, uh, the website diffy.ie is the best place. Uh, the open day, 6.30 to 8.30 online tomorrow. So they click on to diffy.ie tomorrow uh, for that and learn more about the, the, the college and what the opportunities are available. Shane, uh, thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. Yeah, thanks. And just to, to make people aware, so the, the link is obviously on the on the website. It will also be on our social media platforms, so they can have a look at, on on either of those as well. And if they are interested in applying, um, again, they need to apply on the they can apply on the Diffie website or they can now apply um, through the CEO as well. So just be aware of that as well. Yes, and CAO deadline is it next week? Is it? Uh, it's next week, yeah, but I suppose further education students should still be able to go in and, um, you know, amend or alter or apply for relevant programmes um, through the, the initial portal um, that will take them to the to the further education and PLC courses. Fantastic, Shane. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay.
Brilliant. Thanks a million. Thanks. Great to talk to you. Bye, bye, bye. Shane Williams there, Deputy Principal at Diffie. Lots of different avenues. You see, I'm always saying this as well. The leave insert is not the BN and end and all of, of everything, you know. There's always ways into things. So diffie.ie, that's where you're going to find all the information. And as Shane mentioned there as well, they're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those places you'll find the details and the link to the open day. It's tomorrow, 6.30 to 8.30pm. So parents, if you want to log on with your, your, your sons and daughters, you might be considering this next year. That's the times uh, that it's going to take place tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM. What for you? Today is Australia Day. We're going to be talking about that very shortly in the Northeast update. But first, let's have more music. Here's the Cranberries. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building, or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 Temperatures out there 8 to 10 degrees. Sunset is at 4.56 p.m. Sunrise tomorrow, 8.20 a.m. On this day in 1924, American skater Charles Dutraw claims the first ever Winter Olympic gold medal. He wins uh, the 500 metre speed skating event in 44 seconds at the Games in France and today is Australia Day it's the story of Australia the story of an extraordinary nation and the story begins 60,000 years ago and it's Australia Day they reflect on their history its highs and its lows respecting the stories of others so the Australians celebrating today we are approaching 12 news but before that I want to tell you I watched a powerful film last night and it was at times very difficult to watch but it was so so important that we do see this. Director Robbie Walsh has bravely tackled the cervical check scandal in his film The Letters. We're going to chat to him after 12 News. Still to come on 11 to 1, set against the backdrop of the cervical check scandal that rocked Ireland, a film called The Letters tells the story of three women from different walks of life who've been given mere weeks to live due to the false results of their cervical cancer checks. I meet the director of the film, Robbie Walsh, and a new feature starting on 11 to 1. I meet Dr Sarah Kelly, the lady behind the Natural Health Revolution podcast. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie.lmfm You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And exciting news for Father Ted fans because the annual Ted Fest will return to Inishmore this year after a two year break due to COVID. And it's just given me a great excuse to play a little bit of Father Ted. Here is a classic Father Ted scene with Dougal and Ted and their holiday that didn't quite go as planned. What will we do for the next two weeks? Will I put on the kettle? <laughs> yeah, go on. Must be one of the ones that clicks off automatically. Yes. Bit of steam there. <laughs> Incidentally, did you bring any tea bags? No. <laughs> right. Okay, one last time. These are small, but the ones out there are far away. <laughs> Far away. <laughs> I forget.
<laughs> Absolutely brilliant for the Ted Fest returning. So it's uh, very much a festival celebrating the beloved Father Ted series held on the largest of the Iron Islands and uh, this as people will know will feature has featured in the opening credits so it's going to take place from the Thursday March 3rd to Sunday March 6th and there's everything from Ted's Got Talent Craggy Island's Fittest Family a priest dance off as well a lovely girls competition that's in there as well and uh, the festival is going to be attended by Joe Rooney as people will know Father Damo uh, also Patrick McDonnell who played Owen McLove and it's going to take place at the Aran Islands Hotel as well. All the details are on the Father Ted uh, Ted Fest website, which is very exciting. I think we need festivals like this in our lives for a bit of crack. We do. So Father Ted Fest is back. Now let's see what else is happening in the world of showbiz. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people the crownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi I'm Hannah Priyanka Chopra actually hinted that she was expecting a baby last year and it went straight over our heads When she took to the stage during the Jonas Brothers family roast, she dropped this line. And if you look at Joe's face, he momentarily looks shocked as though she's about to reveal all. We are the only couple who doesn't have kids yet, which is why I'm excited to make this announcement. Sorry, babe. Nick and I are expecting (laughs) to get drunk tonight. face was really funny when I said that. Yeah, I was a bit concerned. Daniel Craig has confirmed Knives Out 2 is expected to be released this autumn. The actor revealed to Variety the forthcoming film is in the can and currently being edited by director Reen Johnson after filming in Greece and Serbia. Lady Gaga said she bombed her chance to appear in a Lens Crafters ad when she was just starting out in her career. She joined Jimmy Kimmel Live, where she opened up about her early acting years. What? What was it? <laughs> there was a very spicy Lens Crafters commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, um, I got a call back, and I had one line. I don't remember what my one line was. This time, there were cameras on me. I had never been in front of television cameras before, and I just completely froze. And, you know, when you don't get the part, they just go, thank you. That's the buzz. I'm Hannah. The buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk, featuring Ireland's tallest work of art, rooftop restaurant, bistro bar, and conference rooms, wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. There you go. Even mega superstars like Lady Gaga didn't always get it right. You know, it's an interesting story there from her. Now, uh, another interesting story that we're going to be talking about very soon on the programme. And we watched this last night and it is a powerful piece of cinema that is coming to an Ar- the Arc Cinema on uh, Friday this weekend. Um, it's going to be released there. It's called The Letters and I just have to really applaud the director Robbie Walsh for taking this on because it's set against the backdrop of the cervical check and yes the scandal and the, poli- the politics of it is there but it's very much focusing on three women uh, fictional women 
who uh, have received um, a notification that they are, have mere weeks to live. And the way it's handled, it's just with real dignity for the women and it's handled handled so, so well. Um, so we're going to be chatting to Robbie about this very, very shortly. It is difficult viewing, I will tell you that, but it's a really important film that people should see. So we're going to be chatting to Robbie very shortly. Mentioned there earlier on that I watched a powerful piece of cinema last night called The Letters. It's set against the backdrop of the cervical check scandal. I'm going to meet the director behind this Robbie Walsh he's going to join us just after these 11 to 1 on LMFM against the backdrop of the cervical check scandals that rocked Ireland a film that will rock you to your core is out this weekend in Arc Cinema in Drogheda it's called The Letters and tells the story of three women from very different walks of life who've been given mere weeks to live due to false results on their cervical cancer checks as I mentioned it's going to be screened in the Arc Cinema in Drogheda and I'm delighted to be joined by director Robbie Walsh who's on the line with me now how are you doing Robbie? Hey Sinead thanks very much for having me Oh, listen, it's great to have you on the programme and I want to congratulate you, first of all, on making such a powerful film. Watched it last night and it has just really, really resonated with me. But tell me, firstly, why did you feel so strongly about presenting these women and their, their stories on the screen? Um, well, of course, it's a work of fiction. Um, so, I, you know, there was no... I'm not really kind of representing um, any individual person um, but as far as telling the story, it was it was a case of um, uh, as as you know yourself, we were fo- when you were finding out about the what was happening with cervical check, it was sort of a slow drip feed from uh, from the media, and then the more that kind of fed into the more you were finding out about it, the more you kind of paid attention and said, hold on a second, what the hell happened there? And of course, I was looking at my sister and my mom and my niece and. I kind of just to cut a long story short, I said, "Jesus, if if, if they came in and said to me, listen, I've, I've been looking after my health for years, but uh, they just caught me into into the into a doctor's room today and told me, get your affairs in order. You know, how would I how would I feel?" And, and it kind of grew from there. And you know, as you say, it's it's as it's represent representing kind of you know it's not directly say people that we know I suppose in the media now as who've taken cases obviously against cervical check or anything like that. But I really feel it's it's more about the personal story as opposed to the scandal itself. Like, and I think this was the really right way to handle it because it's people at the end of the day, not just two two one the number. It's people with lives, with families, and like as you rightly said, whose lives are completely up ended by being t- taken into a doctor's room often very coldly treated as well and, and kind of sort of bluntly told this is how it is and, and that's it um, Yeah I mean it's it's certainly a human interest story and all, all we tried to do with the film was show um, what the struggle would be at home and within their personal life Um we didn't want to kind of, uh, it's not an investigative piece, mm. so, it, you know, it wouldn't be like, say, a, a film like Aaron Brockovich or or um, Spotlight, say. We just wanted to show how the mundanity of, every, of of your life, so something as simple as making a sandwich or a cup of tea became next to impossible. Yeah, and that is... With the, the reality of, of your own mortality on, on a, a daily basis, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. 
Yeah, and it's it's done so, so well, it really is. Tell us a little bit about the characters. We have three women at the centre of this film, all from really different backgrounds. Yeah, so we have three stories that are sort of intertwined um, and the connected piece would be uh, the character John Connors, uh, Michael, who plays a, a kind of a home helper type uh, character. Yeah, it's fantastic to see him popping up in this as well. He plays that part so well. Yeah, it's a very soft, lovely yeah. part for John. If you get to know John, he's actually quite a jovial, lovely guy, you know. Um, but one of the stories deals with Mary, uh, the characters of Mary and Bridget, who are an older woman who uh, was taken away when she was young um, and born into a Magdalene laundry. And she comes back home to find her elderly mum um, with Alzheimer's. So she was sent off to America and she comes back home and she finds her mum. She gets to spend a few years with her and then, of course, her mum develops Alzheimer's. And uh, and we we show what life is like for her on a daily basis before she gets her diagnosis. Um, then we have the story of Sam, who's a single mum with four children. And we see her life, how she is raising the kids on her own. Um, before she gets her diagnosis. And then we have the story of Kleena, who was a single career-driven woman who would be low on the spectrum uh, with Alzheimer's, uh, with, sorry, with... Um, Asperger's, yeah. Asperger's. Uh, and we get to see her life before she gets her diagnosis. And, and you know they're, they're, all the, the cast in this are really working hard here you know I mean this is this is acting with a capital A as as, as people would say you know the like in terms of introducing the, the Alzheimer's element into it and the Asperger's element into it as well setting yourself and the cast another challenge to really pre- represent those uh, people so so well here as well was there a lot of kind of background research into that and maybe speaking with people who have direct experience with Alzheimer's or Asperger's for that? Um, for me, there was there was a little bit of it, but I really left that up to the actors, and I know they went deep into it. Um, for the the character of of the characters of Mary, of Mary and Bridget, they're played by Kathleen Warner Yates and Anne Russell, who are two very very seasoned actors uh, on screen and stage. Um, Kathleen had her own very personal experiences with that um, and you know should you ever get to speak to her you know she'll tell you about it it's not really my place to talk about that um, but I know that the, the actors delved deeply into it and as you've seen from the performances they 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 were absolutely incredible in, in how they approached it you know they really and were delivered yeah, it really, really worked so, so well with this. And I mean, people will feel angry. I felt angry uh, at this movie. Is that your intention to keep us from getting complacent, to t- to keep us angry about things like this? Absolutely. Um, any, any films I make have, have always had a kind of social conscience uh, or social message behind them. With, with the letters, um, you, will, you will... The idea is, is that can't forget that, that, that this happened and mm. we can't um, kind of be like you said complacent about it because then it happens again and then we have to find out well was this the only thing that happened because as you see the, one of the very last uh, uh, credits at the end of the film is that there's been four that are 
yeah. investigation into bowel check and breast check, you know? Mm, absolutely, uh, yeah. And it, 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 If you take that into account, it's terrifying. Oh, completely. And it does. It leaves you on this note of being really kind of heightened about all of this. And, you know, I have to say you chose very wisely in shooting this in black and white. And without giving too much away, there's some interesting visuals at play here. Why did you want to shoot predominantly in black and white? Was it to to to, to sort of, I suppose, jolt us into that? You know, immediately you're kind of going, oh, it's in black and white. Your attention is grabbed straight away, you know. Um, the thing with, with it being in black and white, there's a couple of reasons. So some of, some of the greatest films ever made are, of course, black and white. So if you see like A Streetcar Named Desire and, and Casablanca, some of the best films ever made are, are black and white. But some of the more influential films that pushed us forward uh, as filmmakers are black and white. Um, so some of the more famous um uh, European foreign cinema, like mm. Eight and a Half or the Dolce Vita, Breathless. Another reason I wanted it in black and white is that I wanted a feeling like you were walking through a living, waking nightmare. Oh, you to- that's exactly it. You totally get that impression from it. Uh, as you're watching it, you're going, no, no, I'm, I'm going to wake up from this any moment now because it's not even just black and white. It's a little bit kind of hazy-ish here and there as yeah. well. It's, no, it's so effective. It really is so effective. And there's a lot of symbolism as well. I don't want to reveal too much about this, but in the set design, the visuals, you're communicating a lot with that as well. And I think it's it's so, so effective. Um, the letters is going to be screened in the Arc Cinema opening this Friday. What are you hoping people take away from this, Robbie? Well, what I want people to do, if they can, is to go down and watch the film. Take in exactly the, 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 the gravity of it and exactly what, I'm, what we're trying to say about it. Now, like, there are a lot of cases coming up, I suppose you could say, and I can't really get too much into what you should take away from it. Mm. You need to go down and see the picture for yourself. Um, you will, it's not an easy watch. No. It's very difficult to watch. And you will walk away upset and angry from watching the film. Um, there is an opening and an ending in the film that hasn't really been seen in an Irish film before. Um, and I think, it, I think everyone should go down and watch it just from the point of view to say, how the heck did this happen? How can this not happen again? Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, I, like that—that that ending for me is going to resonate with me a long time. Let me tell you. And you know, as I mentioned at the start, it's done in a really powerful way. There's a lot of dignity for the women involved in this, and it really sort of packs a punch at the end for people uh, in terms of that kind of you know, message of it resonating with people. I, I, Robbie, I want to congratulate you on this. It really is such a fantastic uh, piece of work. It's very, very powerful. I wish you the best of luck with promoting it. Um, I know it's getting released uh, around the country and I, I have no doubt that people will be going along to it on, on Friday when it opens in the Ark Cinema. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Can I just say real quickly yeah. that on Saturday night I'll be there with some of the cast oh, in brilliant. the Ark Cinema. At eight, uh, I think it's a half eight we are doing the questions and answers. So if you come down and see the film or if you have seen the film, um, if you want to know more about it, like, you know, and you want anything in particular to ask after watching it, you can ask us there and then and we can get well into it there. You know, I know we're limited for time here. Perfect. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a real must as well for people that have questions about this and for film fans as well to, to get more insight into to the process and your process, Robbie. Thank you so, so much for joining me.
Thanks for having me, Sinead. I really, really appreciate it. Not at all. Director Robbie Walsh there. It's called The Letters. Go out and see it. It's on in the Arc Cinema. As Robbie mentioned, he's going to be there Saturday night for a Q&A at 8.30pm. All the details are on arccinema.ie. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Anish, Ain Crack, Air LMFM. Clearly, we're in show. Lana Hostroyla, son of Dave Galair. Is Aaron Law show Gachblian a yen in the Hostroy League, Kellower a Captain Arthur Phillips, a Glandall a New South Wales, let eleven long Brattenach Lawn the convicts Sivlian Shachtig Ochto Ocht. Vina Cade Kupla Blian and Dacker are fod. Near Ireland Phillips Dohan Fairmore Hortlesh can an agricultural work camp a her bun. Fifibin a Lismacht fresh in Imasna convicts, Achvi Jarka Ig Phillips, in a new country there will be no slavery and hence no slaves. Crushe Rankin a Prisuna Hegianus, Augustrace Tamil, via Gairi Gamalish and Colony. Sivlian Ochteg is a hot, Horland Ched Kellor, a drinking and merriment in Mass Navarre. We Ochteg Ochteg, Visham, our official holiday, August near Vian Austral, our sovereign nation, Vogueruwe, our national holiday. Shine, crack and lay. Ain crack, er LMFM. If you are on the job hunt, I have a couple on my list here for you today. Experienced bricklayers labourer in the county Louth area needed. Contact James Mal. So he's James M-A-L 007 at gmail.com. Meath County Council are recruiting a health and safety executive to apply. Please see current vacancies on their website. McBride & Co. requires a trainee manager for one of their clients engaged in the construction industry based in the northeast. You can apply by sending your CV to info at mcbrideandco.ie. An experienced dental nurse required with accommodation provided in Dublin city centre. Send your CV to surgerydental at hotmail.com. Part-time post office assistant required for the Castletown Road post office in Dundalk for immediate start there. Please send your CV to vacancypostoffice at gmail.com. Flexible light maintenance, caretaking and cleaning are seeking part-time employees in Drogheda. You can simply email a CV uh, to flmcjobs at gmail.com. Kieran's uh, of Drogheda Bus Hire requires experienced full or part-time bus drivers for school runs. Please email Kieran's of Drogheda at gmail.com or check out the website kieransmbh.ie and Meath County Council requires a graduate engineer to apply check their website for details and don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1 Sinead Brazel here with you and a new health revolution is starting on 11 to 1. I'm going to tell you all about that just after the diary. There's a brand new feature starting on 11 to 1 next week in association with Dr. Sarah Kelly, who's founder of the Circle of Light. So Circle of Light is a company that produces a range of drinks designed to help boost overall health and is founded on the principle that food is medicine. And for the next few weeks on the show, Sarah will introduce us to a range of experts in her Natural Health Revolution podcast series. I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Sarah Kelly. She's on the line with me now. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi, Sinead. I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. Great to have you back on the programme. So tell me, what is the Natural Health Revolution all about? So basically, the Natural Health Revolution will air every Tuesday at 12.30 on LMFM. And it's a weekly series, basically bringing in experts from nutrition, health, science and well-being. So very basically, it's going to be chats about all things health and wellness, but shared in a very simple straightforward and relaxed conversation. And why did you decide to do this? I mean, it's a great idea. I'm all about self-care, as you know, as well, Sarah. So I'm, I'm very much behind this. But why did you decide to do it? 
Well, I guess before I set up Circle of Light in 2020, I was in academia. So I've been in the exercise science and health space for 20 years. So basically since I left school. So I've been really fortunate and I've always been exposed or worked alongside, you know, top experts in health and wellness. So, but I've also, I suppose, been aware that my, you know, firsthand, I see with my friends and families, how complicated they find that space to navigate, how lost it can, you know, how lost it can be. Because there's so much noise out there. And sometimes I find when there's so much noise, there's so much information about health, about diet, about wellness. It gets so complex. People become so overwhelmed that they don't do anything. So they find it really hard to decipher what's a fad, what's not, what's nonsense, what's real, what's really important. And the bottom line is there are so many little changes or little steps that we can take consistently And they can have a huge impact in our physical, our mental and our overall health. So I guess because I've been so lucky to have been exposed to these experts, I wanted to, I suppose, provide a platform, like to share their knowledge. And like I said, in a simple, sort of straightforward conversation. Oh, I love that. I do love that, Sarah. And, you know, as you mentioned there, it's all about little small steps of what, and we spoke about this at length the last time that you were on the show. And, and that's exactly it. It's like, you know, when we sometimes think of the big overall picture, it's very hard. But when it's broken down into smaller steps, you know, it's, it's easier. So who is the natural health revolution for? Who's really going to enjoy this show? So basically anyone and everyone who's interested in improving their health, there is an interest in health. And like, so there are a couple of issues like, really specific to female issues, you know, around menopause and pelvic health. One of the big things that I've learned about pelvic health, it doesn't, it's not just about women. It's about, you know, there's a lot of, one of the, even the taking continence, for example, if we don't look after our pelvic health, that is one of the biggest threats to us living independently in older age. So we're touching on all of these, you know, these conversations that people maybe, you know, traditionally they might be seen as taboo. So whether it's things like we've got a health expert, for example, in on on Tuesday, and she refers to the poo taboo. And that's, you know, one of the most important functions. (laughs) I love that. Rolling off the tongue there, Sarah. You know, that's (laughs) what I have started to do because we have to normalise these conversations. Exactly. And that's what she is so good at. So that's Lorraine Cooney on Tuesday. And that's one of the things. And she talks about these topics like they are, and because they are part of everyday life. And that goes for men and women. You're so right. And as you mentioned there, you know, bringing awareness to things like menopause and continence, these kind of issues as well is so, so important. So uh, if the topic is of interest to people and they they want to know more, where can they get more uh, access to more information on this? Well, each of the conversations, they're long podcasts because when I managed to get these people into a room and I was allowed to take their brain, I wasn't letting them go after 10 or 15 minutes. So we've recorded the entire chat and these podcasts will be available on our sponsor's website, so circleoflight.ie mm-hmm. and they'll be available on all the streaming platforms, so Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, they'll be available. But on Tuesdays at 12.30 on LMFM, that's where you'll hear the natural health revolution. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure in terms of, as you mentioned there before, you know, there's, there's so much noise, there's so much different information about various diets, fads, that kind of thing for people. So to have this kind of with yourself, who is, you know, a doctor as well, you know, in this kind of uh, format, it is a fantastic idea. 
Thank you. And just what you say there about the noise, I think sometimes people have to realise and or have to realise if you look at the health and wellness industry or the diet industry or even the fitness industry, their objective is not to make the world healthy or well. Their objective is to make money Mm. and they are making the most noise and they're making the most money. So their messaging is what's rammed down our throats. So it can be really difficult if you don't have a basic understanding of these areas of nutrition, health, fitness, very hard to strip it all back to the basics and it only I keep repeating myself but it really does only have to be small changes that are sustainable so we're not into like healthy January or a healthy first half of 2022 we're looking to adopt a healthier lifestyle without causing you hardship or pain just simple adjustments and it's small steps consistently every day that's what I always say and you will you'll make huge improvements to your overall and your long-term health Oh, you really will. And like you say, you know, it's not just for January. It's not just kind of let's jump on the, the, the New Year's resolution. It's about keeping that going all the way along. Sarah, it sounds like a great series. Very much looking forward to hearing episode one. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a million, Sinead. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a million. Uh, Dr. Sarah Kelly there. So the episodes, we're going to be bringing you the episodes on this show starting next week at 12.30pm. We'll also podcast them as well. And as Sarah said, circleoflight.ie, that's where you're going to find all the information on the podcasts as well. Now, just before I go, just want a reminder for people and maybe people who are just joining us might not have heard earlier on but uh, LMFM alongside the Irish Sun have kick-started their Call It Out campaign and Basically, this is in response to the outrage and the shock and the anger at the uh, uh, brutal murder of Ashling Murphy in Tullamore. And what we're doing is we want to promote change. So it's urgently needed in attitudes towards women. So it's no longer acceptable for any of us to stand silent. So LMFM and the Irish Sun are asking everybody, men, women, young and old, to call out any situation that makes a woman feel uncomfortable, disrespected, unequal, not to mention scared, threatened or endangered. So we're going to be doing this over the next number of weeks. For more information or support, you can contact Women's Aid 24-7. They are available. Wonderful organisation. 1-800-341-900. And I know Jerry Kelly's going to be picking up this on The Late Lunch with Stephen Breen coming your way at half one. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you to everybody who contributed. Thank you so much for your company as always. Chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.